Hey, this is Annabelle Beforth and I'm sharing a short, completely unplanned podcast episode today in light of Addiction Awareness Week, which I'm just in the nick of time for, so I gather. And this is going to be a completely uncut episode, so there might be a few bumps along the way, please forgive me. It's 100% raw, real and unedited, not least because my poor sound editor isn't very well at the minute, but I had a desire to just record something on a whim, completely in the moment and share from my heart. I also need to mention that as I record, it's early Saturday evening and my family are at home here relaxing, eating and chucking it down with rain outside. So apologies for any background noise. Some of you listening to this will be aware already that I live a sober life. And back in July this year, I reached the crazy milestone of 10 years of sobriety after battling with alcohol addiction for about a decade prior to that. Becoming sober for me was something that I had planned or premeditated and whilst I had attempted to give up drinking multiple times prior to eventually conquering my addiction, with success here and there, three months, six months, I think even nine months at one point, the reason I eventually gave up for good was because I absolutely had no other choice at all. At that point in time, I was on the brink of losing everything that mattered to me. I'd reached complete crunch time with absolutely no alternative or room for negotiation with my loved ones at all. It was a completely chaotic period of my life. Every year on the anniversary of my sobriety, I post a little note to my personal Instagram account to celebrate another alcohol-free year. And I do this for three reasons. The first is that sharing my achievements so publicly helps me hold myself to account. The second is that it feels like a joyful thing for me to do, to stop, reflect and then celebrate on another year of sobriety and all the wonderful reasons that my life is so much happier and so fulfilled now that I don't drink anymore. But the most important of all the reasons for me and the reason that I will continue to share every year for as long as I live is that each time I do, a number of people reach out to me privately to seek help. So through Instagram DMs, they share their addiction secrets to tell me that they're struggling, they don't know what to do, and to reach out because they're desperate for help. Sometimes these people reach out because they have other people in their lives who they are concerned for, perhaps a spouse or a sibling, and they might be worried that they are drinking too much as well. But the people who reach out to me are largely those who work in the wedding industry, and they from all corners of industry. They are owners of teeny tiny businesses that can work from home. They are the CEOs of internationally successful brands. Alcohol addiction does not discriminate. It can affect anyone. I think these people are incredibly brave because I learned the hard way that the first path towards recovery from addiction is finding the courage to seek help. Mental health advocate Brian E. Gordon has published an article in Today's Telegraph where she addresses the passing a week ago today of Friends star Matthew Perry. Now, during the height of his career on Friends, uh, Perry said that he was battling severe addiction to alcohol and opioids, an addiction that he was eventually able to overcome, thank goodness. But in her article today, Brian E. Gordon refers to how Perry was all too aware of the curiously cruel attitude meted out to addicts. She says, this is the fate of people who are public about addiction. And she goes on to say, 
And it's perhaps why so few people talk about it and want to do it. It saddens me how true these words of Bryony's are. For some reason, whilst it is encouraged and accepted socially, the truth is that alcohol is one of the most addictive and harmful substances in the world. And far too many people ignore the warning signs or fall into a state of denial and then find themselves in a situation where they just cannot stop drinking. I was that person. They start using alcohol to enhance confidence, to help cope with financial or relationship stress or to help soothe mental health issues. And in addition to this, alcohol addiction is not looked on kindly by society at all. So people caught in the throes of addiction are often unfairly branded as selfish, self-absorbed, destructive, helpless, hopeless, even dirty and useless. As a society, we tend to stigmatise and condemn addicts, leaving them without the empathy and the assistance that they really desperately require, which often only further entrenches the chains of addiction around them. It can feel devastatingly isolating to be addicted to alcohol. It can cripple your mental health and it can destroy families. On a personal level, it's important that I emphasise that I don't worry at all about what others might think about me when I talk about this openly, and I do talk about it often. My motivation here is to use my experiences and voice to connect with those who might be going through similar challenges that I went through in the past. So if you're currently facing such struggles, I want you to know that this is for you. It comes from a place of genuine care and compassion for what you are enduring. And I empathise with your difficulties. Most importantly, I want you to realise that there is an amazing support available for you out there to help you break free from the cycle of addiction and to take your first very brave and courageous steps towards recovery and healing and towards finding a much, much happier life. I want you to know that you're not alone. If you're listening to this and you're struggling, I know what it feels like to have no trust in yourself. I know what it feels like to feel no hope. I know how exhausting it is to conceal your issues from your loved ones and to be constantly entertaining the idea of when and where can I get my next drink? I understand the guilt that you feel for spending so long considering how you can smuggle your next bottle into the house. Or the shame you feel on waking the next morning when memories of your previous night are completely non-existent and there were unexplained bruises all over your arms and legs. I truly, truly understand that sense of worthlessness. You are worthy. There is no need for shame, I promise you. You are a cherished human being deserving of love, compassion and support. I understand what it feels like to believe that you will never, ever be able to overcome alcohol addiction but you can. You absolutely can. I am 10 years sober. 10 freaking years. Honestly, I could absolutely love my life. I feel joy every day. I have rediscovered my self-confidence. My skin is better. My health is better. I could do again a bit fitter, mind. But I'm the first on the dance floor and the last to leave. And I'm speaking to you with a huge smile spread across my face right now, just in case you couldn't sense that. That's how I feel when I think about how far I've come and how much better life is now that I've got sober. There's a little phrase I share with my husband and it goes, every blade of grass. It's a reference to how I see beauty now in every tiny, normal little thing in a way that I never could when I was addicted to alcohol. 
I cannot stress to you enough how miserable I felt prior to becoming sober when I unequivocally believed that this was my lot. I fully accepted my fate that I was an addict. I would be for the rest of my life. And I just hoped that I had it in me to be as good a mum as I could possibly be. If this unplanned and probably slightly messy episode of my podcast reaches a single one of you with a connection strong enough to encourage you to want to reach out and seek help for either yourself or a loved one, then it's been worth every second of me putting my heart on the line. I'm going to include in the show notes a link, but if you head over to Love My Dress at lovemydress.net slash addiction support, you will find a page full of helpful resources. Please bookmark it and take a look when you can. I say this often, but be kind to everyone. None of us know what's going on behind closed doors in the lives of others. And even those people who seem to have it all together can end up struggling privately. I recall a friend asking me actually, and it was not long after I'd gone public for the first time with my sobriety. And she said to me, were you really that bad? She honestly had no idea, not the faintest of clues of the hurt and the pain that my addiction had already caused for me and for those that I love. Unless you are or have ever been addicted to alcohol, you might never understand how manipulative you lower yourself to become in order to sustain that addiction. And that includes lying to your friends and loved ones and doing all you can to conceal your addiction. One of the ways that addiction is described by Alcoholics Anonymous is with the phrase cunning, baffling and powerful. And these are words I'm sure will ring true to anyone who is or has or who has, sorry, formerly had to grapple with addiction issues in their lives. So again, I remind you, please be kind to everyone. It doesn't take much effort because even the strongest, strongest of people might be hiding the struggle privately. I'd like to finish by sharing a quote that I discovered a friend today on Instagram and it's by Japanese writer Haruki Murakami. And once the storm is over you won't remember how you made it through, how you managed to survive. You won't even be sure whether the storm is really over. But one thing is certain, when you come out of the storm you won't be the same person who walked in. That's what this storm's all about. Thank you for listening.